0: I'm not feeling terribly well today. I was reading this morning as I usually do in the mornings, and I kind of leaned my head to the side, and all of a sudden I had difficulty seeing, um, particularly out of one eye. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I wasn't getting all of the word. And so I told my wife and I laid down on the couch for a while and just closed my eyes because reading wasn't really going to help and seeing wasn't going to help and I, turned on some audio from dallas willard on my laptop here which i i have all of um the recordings of his there and because i've been trying to pinpoint when for him this idea of god's presence with us everywhere in heavens came together with his understanding of the kingdom of god <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael stewart robb I'm better known as Mike. And this is an episode of the Conspiracy Commentaries where we talk about Dallas Willard's divine conspiracy, one painfully slow section at a time. This time we're in a section called Heaven Invading Human Space. It's in the third chapter. And if you have friends who ought to be reading The Divine Conspiracy or perhaps have or don't know that we do these things, um, do think about reminding them or telling them about this channel for the very first time. We, we want to be as helpful to those kinds of people as possible as well as to you. So thanks for being here. So I didn't find a lot in this section that I thought was um, especially worthy of extra commentary. It seems pretty straightforward, but uh, um, I wanna do something a little bit different, Um, but first, remind us all of where Dallas has come from. So in the last section, he says, um, we stand here and now and always in the presence of the great being described by Adam Clark. That was that big theological paragraph that met us um, in a few sections uh, previous to this. This being who fills and overflows all space, including the atmosphere around our body. So the heavens are all around us and God is in the heavens. And this is where the basis of the Jewish experience of God and of our experience of God, which is God's direct presence to us. Um, And then this section is a bunch of Dallas's examples from primarily the Old Testament. Actually, they're all from the Old Testament, starting with Hagar, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, uh, Elijah. So kind of the high points. And and he's just using the scriptures to illustrate what he's already um, presented to us in, in theory. I have been doing some research in the past, I don't know, months. Um, It's certainly something that's extended a lot longer than that, because I'm interested in Dallas's uh, life history, and I'm interested in these ideas a lot, and I like to know where the ideas come from, because very often they don't just come from Dallas's own thinking. He's got them from somebody else, Um, but sometimes they do come from his thinking, and, and I like to kind of pinpoint where that is, and I've noticed that there's a change in how Dallas talks about the kingdom of God from his earliest lectures, recordings, sermons, and that, to what you would find in The Divine Conspiracy and in his later recordings and lectures and all that. And I've tried to figure out where that is and what actually started the change. Um, So I guess the first thing, if you don't know it, there are all sorts of recordings of Dallas Willard from, I think the earliest are from 1970 or 71. And then they go all the way up until his death. You can find Most of these over at conversatio.org and very nerdy people like me listen to all of them and try to make sense of what Dallas was doing in his younger years. Um, The second thing to uh, say here is that Dallas in the earliest recordings didn't speak of heaven. If you've heard him later on or you've read The Divine Conspiracy, he has a lot to say about heaven being the environment where um, we live and about that where being where we meet God in the early recordings that's not that's not there. And um, in the early recordings, the kingdom of God is associated more with the church. Um, it's more maybe the church invisible um, with some, Um, connection to the church visible but if you read uh, listen to those things um, it is it is a bit different and you have to sort of think okay what does he actually have in mind here and and I've tried to sort of find a time when it changes for him and and I was listening to a recording yesterday because I thought oh well maybe this is this is it and it actually wasn't quite it this was this was from 1984 and And his description of the kingdom of God was more typical of the old Dallas. and it was about Jesus coming and establishing a church, and that being the kingdom of God which we associate with and and it's and it's a it, well, it's a different kind of theology and And then today, well, I thought, well, I'll listen to another one you know kind of further on and and sure enough, this is the one that I was listening to when I Um, had my eye trouble, which by the way, I'm fine. I can, I can see now and read as you sort of watched me do. Uh, I do have a little bit of a headache, so I may not be entirely clear, but I was listening to a message called what is the kingdom of God from January 13, 1985. And, and in that sure enough, he has a much more typical understanding of the kingdom of God. And so it seems to me that between this 1984 message, which would have been May or something, and this January message of 1985, he changed his mind somehow, and in some fundamental ways. And all of a sudden, something else starts to characterize his teaching. Um, And I just thought for here, I'd share a couple of the things that were happening in his life, because they may be um, relevant to us all. Um, one thing is he had taken a a sabbatical, a semester. Well, I guess he was supposedly doing um, a guest appointment at the University of Colorado Boulder, but he was living there. Um, he and Jane, his wife, had moved there, and he didn't have as much to do as he normally did, so it was a bit of a downtime for him. and um, And I think that had some sort of contribution to... Um, his ability to think about things a little bit more deeply. Um, another thing is, he seems from this message to have read or reread some books on the kingdom of God. Um, this book by George Elton Ladd, or a couple books by him, seem, seems that he's um, now aware of those. The first mention of them in his life was um, from this message in 1985. Um, and he maybe reread this book by John Bright, which he read when he was a graduate student at Baylor. Um, seems that he's maybe reread that, um, and he's and he's learning from um, some other people who have gone before him, thinking about the kingdom of God. Um, he also seems to have gained an understanding of fasting that um, fasting is kind of a direct dependence on the action of God, on the Word of God. And these are very, these become very kingdom of God terms for him, the action of God, the Word of God. And it seems that fasting, that practice of fasting, really opened up for him a a new way of, of understanding God's work in our world. Um, and and he seems to have done some in-depth Bible study during this time. He, he seems to have gone back to the scriptures and just looked for particular, particular things that um, come to characterize his, his later teaching. And, and I wanna just give you the summary here, which is in our section here. Um, here's the summary. Um, these are just a few of the constant interactions of heaven with God's people in the Old Testament. They show us that heaven is here and God is here because God and his spiritual agents act here and are constantly available here. Now, that's that's pretty good, and I think that was a, that was a real... It was a long process for Dallas to get to that point, but... For, for all of you and for me, um, especially if you're a minister, um, think about whether you have times when, for example, for a longer period of time, you have less to do, like Dallas in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, do you have time to reread books that you read before or read some new books on a particular topic that is important for you and important for your ministry? Um do you have time to do some in-depth Bible study? Hmm? Just reading the scriptures, particularly on some topic. And and are you experimenting with some uh, maybe more traditional spiritual discipline like like fasting, um, experimenting with that and seeing what you can learn of God directly through that experience? And uh, I think that's, that's what I have for you all today. Um, if you like this video, uh, do like it with your finger. If you have friends that should see this kind of content, then I appreciate you passing on this channel and podcast to other people, especially if they live in Europe, uh, because those are the people that we have um, the most ease in, in staying in touch with, because Sanctus Forum is a European thing. Um, so thanks for being here. See you next time. Bye.